This program is brought to you by the University of Southern Queensland. You ready? Righto. Hello everyone and welcome to Uni Life. My name is James McGuire and with me today I have the very nervous Joshua Crilly. Hello, hello. Hello, how are you going? Fantastic, mate. How are you? Yeah, you feeling all right? Love and life. So, today on Uni Life, I have one of my closest friends in the entire world. He won't admit that um, I'm his best friend, but that's fine. I don't even care about it. Doesn't get me down at all. Anyway, Joshua Crilly is a, you told me yesterday, but I have now, you are, you are at UQ, you're in your second year of, no? No, see, that's why you're not my best friend. Uh, I am at QUT, Gardens Point, studying architecture and second majoring in interior design. So you major in architecture and interior design. You have right. two majors. Do you have any minors or is it just majors? Um, no, the way I'm doing it, I'm solely doing interior. Okay. But I could split that up into... Uh, Interior and landscape or... Fair enough. Else, yeah. So you're smashing out in the old architecture, which just looks like a, a, a terrible core. It looks hard. <laughs> it looks like a lot of pain. It's a goes, lot. Goes it's into a lot, that of, lot of sleepless, last minute <laughs> model making and... <laughs> now look, I want to get the elephant out of the room because last night, me and Krilly, we are on a... Um, it's one of the most coveted Division Three basketball teams in Ipswich, <laughs> the bench warmers. <laughs> Uh, um, it's, it's one of the best teams. I think we're second. I don't know. After last, after night. last night, anyway, yeah. last night we lost to a team. We shouldn't have Crilly was, he was playing all right, but he got, he got stitched up in the mm-hmm. third quarter with a bad call that got him kicked out and then he cracked it. <laughs> anyway, end of the game, he's sitting outside. Some of the boys give him a hard time and then Crilly said something not nice about the team. And I said, is it cold out here, Crilly? Which the boys kind of giggled at and Crilly just with a cold face, did not take any time, just said, not as cold as your jump shot. And honestly, I nearly cancelled the interview. I was, I, you're not allowed, I, was, I was so upset. I thought about it. I'm sitting in bed like, I'm not talking to him tomorrow. I'm not doing it. Oh, good but times. yeah, I was, I was really unhappy with you. Yeah, um, anyway. Still mad, but that's fine. Um, to get started and to kind of let the people understand about you, mm-hmm. I've made a little quiz. Okay. So I'm keen for you to listen. Um, to you know, give me give me your best answers. Okay. Um, I spent a lot of time on this quiz, so if you could just be serious for this one, I would really appreciate it. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Um, if you were in a life or death situation and you needed one friend to save your life, who would you trust? A. James. B. James. <laughs> C. James or D. All of the above. Mate, three Jameses. That'd be a good time. I'd have to say D. <laughs> All about the day. All right, perfect. Um, okay, what is the name of our song? Is it Single Ladies by Beyonce? Is it Halo by Beyonce? Home and Away by 1-4? One or One. Crazy in Love by Beyonce? Mate, any song we can get down to, but it's definitely Crazy in Love. It is. It is Crazy in Love, but we do the dun, Single dun, Ladies dun, dance. Dun, that's, dun, our, dun, yeah. that, that's our little thing. <laughs> um, okay, uh, next one. Who can beat you in a one-on-one basketball game? Is it A, James, <laughs> B, James, D, none of the above, C, James, or D, all of the above? No comment. <laughs> all right, okay, fine. James, okay, James, fine. You have beaten me. Okay, yes, yeah. once out of 350. Uh, uh, all right, the final one. The final one. Is it true that you cancel on all of our plans? A, true, <laughs> B, true, C, all of the above? <laughs> 
again, I take the fifth. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. I may be half an hour late. Uh, yeah. You were not. You were not. You were fun. I've had. I've had our fun. Okay. It, it's been a I'm great. Glad you had fun. Yeah. yeah. We, we, I've had a great time with you. But we are here for uni life. We should get stuck in to the crux of it. Now, in uni life, if you've listened to the show before, I talk to our guests about their life, how they were as a kid, how they figured out what they were going to do during high school, their life now at university, and what they see for themselves beyond. So I would like to start off letting, like, just, just wondering, like, where were you born and where were you raised? Um, so I was born in Ipswich Hospital and I have grown up around Ipswich. Your whole life? Yeah, so my whole life kind of around the, uh, the race you area. Could you, do you remember how you were as a primary school student? Do you remember like kind of how you got along with what you were doing, all that such? Yeah, I was definitely a lot quieter. Mm-hmm. Um, I would hang around with a lot of the, the sporty guys and not so much class clowns, but they were always having a good time. Mm. Um, so, yeah, we'd always be down at lunchtimes playing sport and, mm-hmm. and just kind of living our best life as a six-year-old. Because you're a super athletic guy. Have you always been athletic? Like you've always been one of the better... Sporting guys on the team? I'd say I have played many sports and I'd like to think I picked them up pretty quickly. Yeah. It's really frustrating. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's uh, great any, to beat you at everything. Any, any sport we compete at, it's just, it's just brutal. Except darts, mate. You've got me there. Do we play darts? We haven't know. played darts. No. Ping, ping pong. pong. Ping yeah. pong. There we go. That was an, I saw it was another sport I got you at and you were getting really frustrated with it. <laughs> I forget what I was. Anyway, so... You're six, you're six three now. You've always been quite an athlete, but you're also a quiet guy. So you, you couldn't really consider yourself a kind of like a jock, rude sport. You know, like the the stereotype they put in Stereo movies. Like you're, you're, yeah, you're a quiet guy, but you're good at sports and you hung out with the sporty blokes. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty much it. I would just be there. Mm. I would, I'd rock up and I'd play my sport and I'd avoid everything and <laughs> all the all the beefs. I'd be in the back row, but <laughs> all the fights you're hanging out. Yeah. yeah. Stop. <laughs> like, oh, I'm going to go play sport over there. <laughs> I'm going to go and be the best at the other sport now. <laughs> so you, you, you go on being a little quiet guy, playing some sport. You go into high school. Did you see, like, what, what were the big changes that you were feeling like in the first few years of high school from primary school? Um, well, I went to primary school. I had, I'd say, a big group of uh, mates there mm-hmm. um, and we all would hang out at each other's places and our families knew each other and um, a lot of those guys all went to a different school mm-hmm. and so there was only myself that and one other guy that went to the to the high school I did. So it was very isolating, I'd say, for the first, first year. Um, and you're a quiet guy too, so it wouldn't have yeah. been super easy for you to make friends or was that a problem? Uh, I wasn't out there straight away. It mm-hmm. took me some time to get into, into classes and new people. And cause mm-hmm. I'd known these guys for years and years since really young. So yeah, coming in and, and making all new, new friends and, uh, definitely, definitely a, a different element mm-hmm. that I wasn't used to. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, then. I was more of a, a guy who'd have a couple close mates rather than 
the big crowd, so... And you kind of learned that from an... Like, you were doing that from an early age? Because I feel like I always had a big group of friends, but I didn't figure out that it was so much more rewarding and so much more special to have a couple real close mates and just a bunch of people that call themselves your friends. Yeah, in, in primary, it was it was pretty good. The, the group we had, they, they're obviously the, the smaller groups in that group that had, were a little bit closer. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was... They were like clicks good, inside the click. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. kind of. It wasn't wasn't much, but that especially happened getting to high school. Mm-hmm. You definitely noticed. Like I was a part, I had a few close friends and um, in a lot of classes together, always at lunchtimes, going down playing sport or whatever. And, and then we'd come back at lunch and, and have the big group. Right. You, you're friendly with everyone. You might have a couple of them in classes here and there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, definitely someone more to have. The, the smaller group of friends that's yeah i find that like what you're saying is, i felt like that was really true because i went through a bunch of different friend groups for like there was like the big group and then you had like your couple main friends because you did with did things with them yep. outside of yeah. just hanging out at lunchtime whether it be playing cod or playing sport or getting up to no good whatever <laughs> whatever it was yeah um yeah, that's interesting because, yeah, I, I had the exact, exact same experience where I would have a few mates. Like, like we have our own clique inside the clique, yep. which is really interesting. Um, so, you're doing high school and I really want to understand because I see that, you know, you do a lot of drawing and you're real, in your degree, you have to be very creative, especially yeah, when it comes to pen to paper. Were you figuring, like, you know, were you excelling at graphics or art or anything like that? Like, how were you figuring out that architecture or design was something you're really interested in? Well, it wasn't until, I'd say, grade eight, nine, probably, that I realized that I had an interest in design. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I never never liked art or painting or really drawing or anything like that. And I was never any good at that. Um, but it wasn't until we had graphics and the workshop classes where I really found that I really enjoy hands-on making things as well as the reward of designing it from scratch and getting to bring it to life and then also making it after that. Mm. That was definitely around grade eight and nine where where it switched on that I wasn't interested in science or um, you know history, those kind of things. It was definitely headed towards this pathway do you feel that like you know like because you're a creative guy you like design do you feel like that kind of you found that in other aspects of your life whether it was how you played sport how you spoke to friends how you dress like do you did you feel like you were like you know you found that you're a creative fashionable type of person oh yeah absolutely um you know i'd i'd say i just have a different look at things Mm. when when there's a problem or something you know just even how I dress, like you said, I I like to not so much stand out, but not fit in with yeah. the, with the norm. So it's it's always how I'm even just decorating my room or something like that. Those little things that I have a different kind of input in. Hundred percent, because yeah, like you like there's just little things which I I like I'll like make funnier for or not, but like just say we have another friend who commonly wears a basketball jersey when we go play basketball you'll stop wearing that jersey because you don't <laughs> want to match for someone or yep. yeah you like you know like you, you won't wear like the old school vans because everyone wears the old school van. there's just there's, yeah, there's little it. things which you pick up on and you're a very very fashionable guy oh, and then I think so. when i also think about basketball 
you're very fancy and creative with the way that you pass and the way that you play, which is frustrating. And I had to learn the hard <laughs> way because I copped you have to be ready. countless balls to the face and so many balls went out of bounds. And I'm just like, <laughs> I'm so over him yeah. passing the last second with some fancy, ridiculous thing. Yeah, you don't know what's happening if I don't know what's happening, mate. That- <laughs> uh, so... You're eight and nine, you start to figure it out and you, you keep going on to it. Um, I assume year 10, when you had to pick your classes, you kind of aimed them around graphics and kind of like the architecture way, would you say? Yeah, absolutely. So early on into eight and nine, I really enjoyed the workshop classes. The, we didn't have graphics at that stage, but it was the designing of things and learning more theory and then getting to build them. So I knew I had an interest in that. And then I'd always loved looking at beautiful houses and, you know, nice, I didn't know at the time, but, you know, nice pieces of architecture. If, if it was mainly residential and, and houses that were just like, wow, that would be incredible to live in. Mm-hmm. And it's just such a nice place. And then it wasn't until talking with my cousin, who is an architect, that I realized that that's actually a, a career pathway is an architect where you get to combine creative creative energy and houses my my passion for really nice places mm. and that's when grade 10 I, I went into the graphics and um still keeping workshops and and those but also it to use the computer skills as well and mm-hmm. learn basically yeah center everything around that that direction so you did like graphics and you did it which would have been very beneficial because everything is well mostly through computer and for the future that's what it's all going to be on the computer you would reckon is is in your um area like uh, in your field do you think like the pen and paper is dying out oh in a way yes but also no so there's the old school way of of teaching which we still do in class where they want us to learn the physical pen to paper you need to understand the roots as well because there's times where it's quick to just pick up a pen and paper and to to just start start sketching or if you go to a client and they want something changed it's so much easier to just pick up that pen and envision what they they want instead of having to set up a a laptop and programs and, and that direction so in a way pen and paper will always be there well, um, there's always going to be the physical, even physical models. Mm-hmm. It, it's in our degree, it's at the moment where we are in, in third, second and third year, it's not expected that you have to hand draw everything or models can now start to be digital, mm-hmm. but there's always the, the beneficial physical element where you, you or a client can pick it up and see it in person and move it around in their hands and, and it just brings it to life more. So it's, yeah, it's never going to die out. Yeah, yeah, because that's one thing I also noticed is that you guys, you do a lot of like physical designs with cardboard and like things of that nature. What are the types of materials that are having you use to build like actual designs of houses? Um, so there's there's a couple of different stages in design. There's um, the very initial part where you're just trying to figure out forms and how big things are going to be and and whatever scale, whether it's how big rooms will be. So that could just be blocks of styrofoam um, and even getting a blocks of, or sheets of styrofoam to understand 
the contour of the site and so you actually just get to see physically you know how how sloped it really is or how big this is going to be and you can move them around um so th those stages are just really whatever materials you can get there's right. we've had a few classes where we just get paper okay. and we fold and scrunch and plain origami it up yep Right. Yep, back to grade two, <laughs> scissors out and, and just cutting and throwing things together. And, you know, it's just actually doing it can spark something different or, or the way someone else has done it or their interpretation of it. So really it's it's at that stage you can paddle pop sticks. Yeah. The the word that I'm really trying to struggle to find, but is it hard, is it hard to um, figure out like you know like because obviously a house is the size of a house like but making it i can't even think of the word where you kind of you bring it down to that size but you're still kind of trying to have it or you're scaling it down. You're, yeah is it is it hard to figure out the scale like is that something that's challenging when you're putting something together in that for size? me personally um not really because i i kind of see things a lot better visually so i can understand how it's going to be but that's why we have so many different um, options when, when designing is you have the physical models, you've got pen to paper sketching, there's, you know, you go between 3D sketching and 2D sketching and, and you use everything um, that you possibly can to try and get a better understanding. With, um, when, you're, when you're putting them to scale, like will it tell you like, like this house is going to have a, like a 30 degree roof and are you using like something to measure and try and make sure that things 30 degrees so you can figure out what it will look like like is that something that you're being really spe um, specific with um so i'd say certain things you get specific with but in depending on what stage if it's a very final model um smaller details matter a lot more because it gives the representation of the finished product mm -hmm. but early stages it's it's all about just the rough understanding so understand you, the design yeah so you can just throw things together and and get that rough idea of oh, if i've got my my living room here it's going to have this view or or it's going to be blocked by this or those kind of things so that those stages you pump out more rather than quality okay so now i'm going to bring it back to high school and to say that you through your senior years of schooling you're doing graphics you're figuring out that architecture is something you want to do. Um, do you remember the OP that you needed to get into your course? Yeah, um, it was OP5 for UQ. Which is tough. And OP7 for QUT. QUT. At the time, okay. yeah. So how did you go in achieving? Did you get to that OP? Or no. Did, no. No, so I wasn't... I was initially worried about about that because obviously I was doing well in in maths and the design subjects, but then the other ones like English and and the other subjects I didn't have any interest in, mm -hmm. and I wasn't doing as well. So I knew that with the choice of subjects that I had done and the grades not being t top marks that I wasn't going to get in. I talking with teachers, they said that it's it's not a worry that you know, you can, there's different options. So what I ended up doing was looking at the second major, which is my interior. Mm -hmm. um, I could study that for a year, mm -hmm. uh, which was OP14, which was more realistic for me yep. to get into that 
can do a year of that and then that goes towards um, classes and in my actual architecture class that I want to do. So it, it didn't wasn't the end of the world that I couldn't get that, that OP at all. And that's what I love to find on these podcasts because I really feel like in year 11 and 12, our like the lady that was running the OP was like, if you do not get this OP, you will die and you will be a failure and <laughs> yep. everything's bad. Absolutely. But like you'll, you'll learn, especially listening to this, that you, um, you don't need to get to that OP. Like, I'm not too sure how the conversion is for ATAR. I really need to yeah, look up on that, that's... but there's a bunch of different pathways. And I love the fact that you're another case of, you wanted to get something which was, you know, like a, an OP 5.7. Like that's, yeah. you have to be yeah. the top of echelon of the class and not everyone is. No, and, and yeah, it depends on your grade as well. There's all these factors. Mm -hmm. that it's it, And it's, if you don't get there, you got to reach out and you got to figure out that there is, there's always another way. Mm -hmm. Whether it's you doing another degree that is similar to architecture that got you into your architecture degree or like um connor my on here on here host he just did a tpp program a tertiary preparation program yeah. which got him to the op which he wanted to get into like, which he needed to get into radio yeah so yep. that's awesome so what you do is you needed a 14 i assume you got that to get into interior yep so you do that. You start your interior at QUT. Yep. Sorry about UQ. I thought I kept. I swear you sent UQ. I'm so silly. No, anyway, yeah. QUT. You start doing that. You do your first. How was your first year of university? It was tough. Yeah. Very very tough. To go from the environment of school where you've got all your friends around you, you've just got the little bits of homework, and you've got the assignments with due dates that you're working on the assignments every week getting to university they, they say it before you get there is that it's all self self motivation and and self self-learning but i underestimated how self-learning it was going to be i think specifically in my course um you know being a design project uh, a design subject they don't teach you how to draw specifically they teach you the fundamentals of drawing and you know, but they don't teach you about researching and styles and how important it is to be actually looking at other works in the field to get an understanding of how it's going to be. So, yeah, I went in there just planning to, to study what was in class, but it, it definitely was a shock the first year of, of not being what I thought it was going to be. Mm -hmm. So your, your first year is a struggle, pretty, like, yep. you know, which is kind of similar to everyone. Um, did you end up getting through your first year passing everything or was there things that you'd fell back on? First year, yes. Oh, sure. Um, second year, which was technically my first year of architecture, I got through first semester and second semester I deferred mm. because I just was not what I was expecting it to be. I didn't expect it to be so heavily rely upon extra work outside of university, not just on working on assignments, but also, you know, learning about how to draw and, and how to do all those things. So I had to do both of those things outside of the actual assignment itself. So it was, it was very overwhelming. And that's where I, I got to a point where after 
coming straight out of school, doing a year, um, and then going into a new course again. I, I just got to a point where I'm like, I, I need time off. I, I can't get through this semester. And knowing you during that time, there are also some personal things that you're battling with at the time, which yeah. you kind of, with the already intense, intense degree, social life, et cetera, the things that you're also struggling with, you, you, could, yeah. you couldn't do it. I, I remember yeah. it. It was, it was, was ridiculous. I was working it. two jobs. Mm-hmm. I had, yeah, personal things and then four subjects. It was just, just got to a lot. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I took took it off. Um, actually, sorry, no, it was, yeah, towards the end of the first semester where I was really, really starting to struggle and and um, I think failed a, failed a class there and second semester early on, I decided I was I was just, going to defer remembering you i remember there was a certain assignment where you got everything done but right when you got there there was something either with whether the printer wasn't working or just like at the last second you put so much work into the assignment and it was just snapped away from you in such a ridiculous and just defeating fashion i really felt that was the last straw when you said i need time absolutely that was it was it was just debilitating to listen to yeah that was the first semester where i was really happy with this assignment I went in early because my printer had stopped working. Mm-hmm. Um, went in early. All I needed to do was just print this off. But because I'd used software, the newer version to what we had, I couldn't print it at uni. I couldn't find any single computer there. I couldn't then submit it or present and was told I could get an extension. So it was fine. But then the extension got denied. So I ended up failing that that class. And that was where I, I hit the point where I was like, well, I'm I'm not doing the rest of these assignments then. Mm. I'm not finishing this semester and I'm taking next semester off. It was so brutal. Yeah. Like you cancelled on so many of our plans to do that assignment. <laughs> and I yep. was like, are you serious? Yeah. You had your I hate curly pants on there. The, the hours of basketball we didn't get to play because <laughs> of your assignment that you failed. It yep. was an absolute, absolute rip. Yeah. Um, but but that time off was, I don't know where you're going with this, but I'm, I'm going to take it here. Mm-hmm. That that time off I had was I was just working and I was enjoying. I I think I went on a holiday. Um, nothing crazy, but it was just time off to relax, not studying, to just get to you know, hang out with friends and and work and and get some money. Figuring out your priorities as absolutely. Well, I think. Mm. And, and during that break, right towards the end, I I wasn't sure whether I was going to continue on. Um, you know, I, I had such a passion for architecture, but just the course. At the time, I, w- I was really struggling with, so I was deciding whether there was a different direction. Um, my backup plan, when I when I left school, was teaching. So I thought maybe I could go into graphic graphic design teacher or mm-hmm. along um, those lines. But I decided no, I'm, I'm going to stick it out. I do really enjoy it, mm-hmm. and and all it took was following architects on Instagram mm-hmm. and getting to see their work and. And not just nice houses, but also people who were sketching these houses and showing all the all the things that I fell in love with the course for. Mm-hmm. And so I, I went back and I've, I've done the best I ever have with with studying because it was it was the break that I needed from from studying and to just get to live my life a little bit and and come back and know that I really wanted to do this and put that extra effort in. That's great. It's it's so cool. Uh, another thing is one of our closest mates, Liam, he also studies with you, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like he, he's in your exact same course. And I know personally, I 
have excelled in classes or I've passed classes because I found a friend who was really good at that class and yep. I just got really competitive with them. Yeah. And I would like be like, like, have you studied your assignment? Like, yeah, I'm like into the second paragraph. I'm like, all right, bet. And I'm, <laughs> I've, I've done three paragraphs. And like, yep. that's just tapping into something when you lose motivation. How do, how do you think that having Liam there on your, like with you has helped? Oh, immensely. Mm. Whether, because he's half a semester ahead um, in, in the second semester. So first semester we're in the exact same classes so we get to go through everything together we start the assignments we brainstorm together we had an assignment last year um that was actually on a site up in in sunshine coast so we traveled up there together we we had different sites but we both went to each other's site and brainstormed together and threw ideas out that i hadn't thought of for mine or he hadn't thought of for his Mm -hmm. Um, and that followed all the way through the assignment where we're sending each other stuff and just from someone else's interpretation, I could be like, I really like how you've done this. Is it, are you doing this with it? Or are you, are you going this direction? He's like, oh, I, I haven't thought of that. Mm-hmm. And, and he would do the same thing for me. Mm-hmm. So, and it's motivation, 100% to, to want to do better because we're both trying to do, do well. I, I really feel, other. I really feel in a creative field that having another person, especially for me to bounce ideas off is crucial. Yep. And it just, it just, it bounces you up another step because you can ask a person questions or someone can come at it with a new light, with a new look. And it's so important to have it as one of your closer friends. I think it would be yep. just an absolute dream. Absolutely. No. Borrowing materials from each other. Yeah. <laughs> Ran out of cardboard. Both cancelling on plans with James <laughs> together. All, all, yep. all those things. Um, as you were saying before, you started... You know, looking to other people in your field, architects, especially on the Instagram platform, which I also noticed a few months ago now that you started your own Instagram page strictly for architecture. Yeah. Tell me how that come about and why am I seeing every single architecture student start these Instagram pages? Um, for me personally, it was for myself. Um, it was for motivation to want to keep drawing. So I started the start of the year, uh, I got a, um, a a book, a sketchbook that I wanted to do either sketch every day or, you know, just keep up with sketching and on top of it because until, until the start of the year, I didn't really sketch. I didn't like it. I prefer to jump straight onto the computer um, and, and seeing all these drawings. It was just incredible to see, but I thought, how have you learned this? I, I wasn't taught this in school. I don't know how you've you've done that. So it was just a little book where it started out rough but just from looking at other people's drawings and trying to to imitate their version of of a drawing of a a house i could see the way that oh they've done lines like this or they've used color in this way and um it was just a little a practice book so the page was really to start posting so that i could look back on and you know want to keep drawing so that i could post um and then it became somewhere for me to put projects that I was, I was proud with and mm-hmm. um, onto the, you know, students, students doing it as well. It, it's such an easy way for students to connect with each other and, you know, see how people are, how their take on the assignment is going. And you can, you know, instead of seeing it right at the end, um, you can keep up throughout the process and you can see they've done something which might inspire you in a certain way. 
Um, and it also means that you can build connections. So you, you've got friends in school, you might see their page and then you might just send a message and then next time you're in class, you can meet up and talk about things like that. Um, so it's definitely a great way to get your, your work out there. Um, and depending on how you've done it, your name, um, but it's definitely, yeah, not, not the only way to, to get out, um, into the field of connections. It, it feels like a home run when it comes to connecting inside your field where, um, I would also suggest getting onto LinkedIn as well and yeah. trying to make connections through that way. Cause that's a really great platform for business and like industries. Absolutely. So yeah, link, LinkedIn, we were told in the field is crucial. Yeah. It's definitely, it's great to have your, your drawings and your page known, but it's your name that's really going to get you work. Mm-hmm. So it, it's great to have both because Instagram and, and those fields are, are so easy to just quickly scroll through mm-hmm. your style, your work and, and see how you, how you work. And you but can then, just connect that to your LinkedIn. That's, yeah, that's the best absolutely. part. You just like you everything can be connected. Yep. And everything that you post on your Instagram page is going on your LinkedIn page and it's um, but like yeah, that that Instagram page I've noticed that there's a ton and a ton and a ton of um, architecture students, and I don't even have that algorithm. <laughs> I just yep. I just followed you, yep. and because of that, I got a few. So I could only imagine oh, yeah. what Instagram's algorithm is doing for you to get you so many connections in that field, so many different people, so many different artwork that you can see, get inspired from, you can comment on and make a connection through that way. It um. When when I saw it and really thought about it, I was like, that is an amazing tool for your Absolutely. field. Absolutely. Especially at the moment. Um, like you said, you, you follow one person, it pops up with three more and, and you go from there. So I'm now following people in my class or people that I've seen around, but I don't get to see their work mm-hmm. often. So it's great to see everyone's different style and, and different takes on, on an assignment mm. for sure. Now look... The future, Krilly. The fu- How many more years do you have in your degree barring you pass everything? Um, right now, I have a year and a half. A year and a half. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, not, so too, not too far off. Yeah, possibly two the way it works. So, I'm, I'm kind of caught in the middle. When I took that time off, mm-hmm. the whole course got restructured. So, it went from a four-year bachelor and a one-year master to a three-year bachelor and a two-year master. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of caught in the middle of that. So I'm kind of just writing it out mm-hmm. and um, getting through semesters at a time. I do what they tell me to do. And I think my tip to you, finishing my degree and being in the position I am now, I think this summer holidays will be a big thing for you to start really reaching out and trying to get any type of work experience yep. that you can and really just Absolutely. asking lecturers, asking everyone if there's just if there's just anything free that you can do and making connections through that because it's all about who you know. And it's like you gotta you gotta at least start trying now because even if you don't get it, you'll be a step closer. Yeah, but it's it's really, I think it's really important that I think you're super super on the right track. But like if you're a year and a half out, these summer holidays are coming up. They're not too far away. COVID makes it a little tougher, but I feel like we're on the more of the back end of that. Yeah, um, I definitely think for you and for p- other people who are in your position, really starting to look at the field and trying your best to find your spot in that oh for sure is is what you can, to do you can see people 
um, who are in your, your class who already working in the field and you can see the difference that it makes to their work, mm -hmm. their understanding of, of the details and, and real life situations, which we haven't come into effect yet. We haven't started developing that. So to see it already come into play is, is absolutely game changing to get in as soon as you can. That's absolutely. It. Mate, year and a half left after that. What are you thinking? Where where are you planning? What what does let let what are you thinking about the future? So, year and a half um, will mean I finish mid year, um, and that's just a bachelor. So I'll then have a the master to do. Mm -hmm. um, definitely, definitely, which is what you want to pursue straight away, or do you want to try and find work? First? No, definitely after the little break that I had, um, and from talking to people and and my cousin that working in the field um, because there's there's working at the moment as an intern and then once you graduate with your bachelor, you start to be able to do, do more things mm -hmm. and, and learn more. So I'm definitely looking at the pathway of, of working or since it is mid-year, maybe you know, using that six months off to, to travel and, and enjoy life if, if we can travel by then um, and then working for a year or so and and then coming back and doing the masters because yeah the the difference it makes working and having the experience in the field mm -hmm. is 100% going to to make a difference for us I should have asked before but um what was the impact that your cousin had on your time at uni and your career in the future do you believe oh incredible I I don't know if I'd kind of really be here if wow. like it, it's not a lot that he's he's done mm -hmm. but just from the first initial chat before I enrolled in uni about architecture and, and he told me what the field's like and, and the kind of work um, you're doing and and then through studying, he's ever said, if you're ever stuck on anything, send me a message. Um, and so there's been a couple of times where we've sat down and brainstormed for half an hour and just scribbled on pages and left with a couple of pages of, of scribbles and ideas and, and it's just sparked something mm -hmm. that his the way he's done it is just to prompt me mm -hmm. and asking questions that he's not looking for the answer he's he's trying to get the answer out of me mm -hmm. and force me to start thinking that way so it's definitely definitely been a help for that's, sure that's great Krilly, they are all the questions I have for you. I think this is this has been my favorite podcast thus far. Uh, the, I um, feel like that's biased, but I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> no, it really was great. Mate, where can we find that Instagram page of yours? Is there anything else that you'd like to plug? Um, my Instagram page um, is Archie Krilly. Archie Krilly. Archie Krilly. So it's A-R-C... That's... I don't actually know how I spelt it. A-R-C-H R-I-L-L-Y. C C R I so A R C H R I double L Y. Oh, so you Play put the C H and then the Absolutely. Curly. Yep. Right, awesome, smart man, um, See, creative. Def definitely give that a look. He's very, very talented. Uh, Joshua Crilly, thank you so much for coming on Uni Life. That is Joshua Crilly. Absolute I've pleasure. Already said. Me. My name is James McGuire. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye now. High-achieving Year 12 students who put the University of Southern Queensland first on their QTAC application could become rewarded. Automatic scholarships up to $29,000 are on offer. 
Make USQ your first choice and join the number one university in Australia for graduate starting salary. Visit usq.edu.au slash become rewarded for more details.